This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money-making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, welcome to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. My name is Emilio Despirito, and I'll be your host for the rest of the hour. I'm excited to be back. Huge shout out to Andrew Hogan for coming in and, and substituting for me for a couple of weeks. He did a really great job. Thank you, Andrew. So we've got a fantastic show for you today. We're going to cover a lot of ground in regards to real estate. And uh, if you need anything at all, I want you to save my number. I want you to call me. I can connect you with any of the guests that we have on the show. I can answer any real estate questions you have, residential, commercial, whatever it may be, 401-359-2338. And don't forget homevalue401.com. Get your free home value report. We'll put that together and send it off to you near instantaneously, homevalue401.com. So without further ado, I want to welcome Paul Salcone with North Point Bank. He's a sales manager and loan officer, one of the top rated guys in our marketplace. So we invite him here on the show to talk about the, uh, the, the finance end of things. And today, Paul wants to discuss the difference between a pre-qualification letter and a pre-approval letter. Big difference. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mila, for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Big difference between those letters, man. Absolutely. So I, I just wanted to talk about that because, as you know, in this industry, in this crazy market, you know, you're getting clients who are putting offers in uh, from a listing agent standpoint, and you see, you know, pre-approval letters say versus a pre-qualification letter. And with a pre-approval letter, essentially, what that means is when you're pre-approved, that means that I personally have received documentation. What I mean by that is, you know, your license. I ran your credit. I also verified your income with W-2s, tax returns, pay stubs. I also verified the funds for your down payment and closing costs, either bank statements or you know some type of a screenshot, something that shows your assets. But keep in mind, when I do a pre-approval, I run all the numbers in the system. I also run what's called findings. What findings are, it's basically an automated underwriting system that we use. So when I put everything into your file, when I run these findings, essentially, it's like a, a virtual underwriter looked at your file. So when I run all this, we, we, we have to get what's called an approved eligible. And if we don't get that, technically, in my opinion, you're not really, um, you know, you're not really approved or you're not really qualified to purchase a home. And so when I, when I do that, you know, it ensures when you see a pre-approval on my letter that I did all this. And right now in this market where, where you know, competition is, is crazy and, you know, there are numerous offers in, you know, having that in hand. It makes you know the sellers, listing agent, et cetera, feel more comfortable and confident that way. If they accept this offer, yes, we can close this, you know, in a 25, 30-day period, and everything is gonna, you know, is there that needs to be taken care of ahead of time. Whereas a pre-qualification letter, while they are something that I guess it's better than nothing, I can do a pre-qualification over the phone. Hey, I, you know, Joe, what do you make? I make X and Y dollars, uh, been in my job two years. Uh, you know, I have this much in the bank. And you know what? The old days, maybe that was acceptable. But in this market, I hate to say it. Would, would you want to accept an offer with someone who kind of just did a you know quick song and dance on the phone? No, not at all. I mean, that's the same as a, a verbal offer, which, by the way, we don't even <clears throat> present. I tell agents that send in a pre-qualification letter, Paul, I tell them to throw that in the trash and come back with some actual proof. Yeah, substance. With any offer that, you know, any of my agents I work with, advisors I work with that put in, in addition, you know, the pre-approval letter obviously is in my, you know, shows that we did our due diligence. Yes. But I also go one step further. So when, when someone puts an offer in with my letter, 
I actually want to reach out listing agent directly. Hey, listen, this is Paul from North Point Bank. Want to let you know, Joe, John, Mary, whoever it may be. They were, you know, I, I read all their numbers through underwriting. I verified tax returns, pay stubs. I just want to ensure you that everything here is solid. We can close this in 30 days or whatever it may be. And I feel like in addition to me, you know, presenting the letter, the follow-up call is something else I like to do as well. So there's no type of, oh, discrepancy. Oh, I didn't know that. Or, you know, I want to make sure everyone's on the same page from day one. Paul, I got to tell you, man, I, you know, I, I've sold over a thousand homes here in the Rhode Island market. And I would say fewer than three to 5% of loan officers actually do what you say. So it's all about the, that, that service and all about those, those small pieces that really make a big difference for you if you're a buyer. When you have someone um, like Paul, okay, or Paul behind you, when you're submitting offers in this very intense market, okay, as a buyer, you're going to need as much guns blazing as possible, okay? And if Paul can call or your loan officer can call the listing agent and verify everything that they've done and build the confidence in your ability to purchase and procure that home, you're going to look golden. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously some of the some of the advisors that we work with, I mean, if you're, you're a senior, you know, senior person who's been doing this for a while, obviously, I think your protocol would be when you have two or three offers you're considering, you want to call those people directly, you know, especially loan officer to ensure. But if I feel like if the loan officer takes the initiative before you even reach out and they do it first, I feel like that even builds more of a, of a credibility rapport. And I think that kind of will make your offer stand out, all things being equal. It is something... Uh, that we should definitely, you know, keep in mind. And, and that I think in this market is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having your ducks in a row is the number one thing somebody can do. You know, over the years, Paul, I've had buyers contact us through, you know, different platforms, Zillow, Realtor.com, or simply even, you know, referrals, but fewer on the referral end. And we used to, not so much anymore, but we used to have people get extremely upset when we asked them, like, hey, like, have you looked into a mortgage pre-qualification? And I mean, not qualification, a pre-approval letter. Pre-approval, yeah. You've been pre-approved for a mortgage. Man, I can't tell you how many people run blind. Basically, the, the moral of the story is this, is that you don't want to make any financial decisions without understanding the true numbers and everybody's numbers are tailored to them. And Paul can attest to this better than I can, right? Paul, can you tell us what goes into uh, someone's interest rate, what goes into what they're going to pay on a monthly basis? Sure, sure. Absolutely. And, you know, something else I, I just want to mention as well, since you brought this up, you know, many times people say to me, oh, you know, when I'm, I'm a prospective client reaches out to me, oh, I was referred to you by Emilio, or I was referred to you another, another agent I work with or advisor I work with. Um, what, what is your interest rate? And that's the first question you always hear. And you know what? There's so, number one, if that's the only thing you're considering, then you're really, you're really, you know, this service to yourself. All you care about first is the rate, because obviously there are many factors. So that's the first thing I tell them. Listen, before I can give you a rate, you know, we have to run numbers. We have to verify your income, verify your credit score. So when you say what goes into an interest rate, you know, when you talk to someone, a lender online, when they tell you the rate is 5% or something crazy right now, okay, well, what goes into that rate? Um, have they actually run your credit? No, but they told me, well, they're telling you to kind of get you to work with them initially, but there's so many layers when you ask about what interest rates, they're trying to hook you in and, oh, I want to, you know, oh, your rate is great. I want to work with you. Well, guess what? Number one, credit score is huge. I mean, with any interest rate out there, the credit score is going to impact your rate. The higher the score, typically the lower the rate. Also down payment, you know, that's something else if people don't realize like, you're down paying. The more you put down, obviously, the stronger the buyer you are, the less risk on the end of the bank or the lender. So that's something else that comes into play. Beyond that, also, we have to look at 
you know, job history, and then also program. I mean, there are great programs out there, first-time homebuyer programs, but just because, you know, you take advantage of a down payment assistance program, you know, it doesn't mean interest rates always going to be the best. I mean, it's, it's a great option. Don't get me wrong. There are great programs, but sometimes, you know, conventional might be better. Also, keep in mind, where the rate might be lower, the PMI may be higher. So you could see a situation like FHA, for example. Typically, the rate's a hair lower than conventional, but the PMI will be significantly higher. So the overall payment will be more. So that's where it gets a little tricky here. And that's something else that we have to educate our, our clients on is that the overall payment's more important than the rate if you're paying more out of pocket in the end. And these are yeah. all factors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, again, when somebody throws out, it's the same with us too, right? If somebody calls us and said, what's your commission? Well, all right, look, I understand like you don't, you don't want to ever overpay for anything, but without understanding if you're getting the best cut of filet or if you're getting a frozen piece of uh, piece together piecemeal garbage from McDonald's, you can't compare the two with anything, okay? And you could be leaving a lot on the table if you're just going around and saying, what's your rate, right? It's kind of like hiring a moving company off of Craigslist that doesn't have insurance, does isn't you know uh, bonded, they have no reputation. It's, you know, two college kids in a moving truck that are going to case your home and steal your stuff. You know what I mean? Like whenever I hear someone lead with that question, I know it's on me as the professional to take them back a little bit and educate them on the difference between some of these um, bait and switch type of tactics Yes. Um, whether it's mortgage or real estate or whatever, and give them a proper guidance and education. Now, Paul, I can tell you, man, I'm like you, and this is why we do business together. If somebody doesn't want to sit down and look at the entire situation from start to finish and understand how everything is going to impact them and get educated on the process, regardless if it's their first or fifth or 10th or 20th time buying or selling a home, I don't want to do business with them because if they don't know the ins and outs like I do, they're going to leave themselves up to a potential failure somewhere. Absolutely. And I mean, like something else I also find with, you know, with any, anyone who's, who's speaking to me about getting pre-approved, okay, what's your rate? Obviously, no, I'm selling service knowledge, you know, getting things done in a timely manner. But beyond that, no question that's very common. What are your closing costs? Now, as you can imagine, one letter to the next, what we consider closing costs are not universal. So it has to be apples sure. to apples. So I always ask that question. Okay, my cost, the bank fees, attorney fees, you know, recording fees are one thing. Keep in mind, you, when you're buying a home, you also have to pay first year homeowners insurance, first quarter of taxes, prepaid interest. So when you're comparing lender to lender, like I have to ask the question, are they telling you all this? Are they telling you their closing costs? Because what they're giving you right now doesn't seem accurate. Well, they didn't let me know about the taxes. Oh, I didn't know about the insurance. Well, those are fees you incur. So if we call them closing costs or out-of-pocket expenses, that's something, you know, however it's termed, that could change the whole equation of what, what you're getting quoted from someone. And that's something I always have to explain. And nine times out of 10, they're not explained that way when, when, when a lender or, or broker reaches out to someone. So that's why it's almost like that bait and switch type tactic. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, listen, if you're just joining us, I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got Paul Salcone with North Point Bank. Paul handles uh, sales over at North Point, helps buyers get into home, helps sellers sell and buy at the same time with us here at Engel and & Volkers. And uh, today we're talking about the difference between a pre-qualification letter and a pre-approval letter. If you missed this segment at all, don't worry. You can easily go to the iHeartRadio app and you can check out our show or SoundCloud. 
follow us on Facebook or Instagram, and you can see all of this, this great content here. And by the way, if you have any questions at all in regards to mortgages, I want you to reach out to Paul Salcone. You can get him at 401-419-9291. Again, 401-419-9291. North Point can help you in, in all, I believe, all 50 states, right, that's Paul? Correct. That's correct. That's, that's right. That's right. But Paul's based right here out of the Turk's Head building in Providence. Paul, I agree with everything you're saying there. And, you know, just to kind of sum everything up to our, our listeners that maybe just jumped on the show, pre-approval letters hold their weight way more than a pre-qualification. A pre-qualification is more like a verbal offer versus a written offer. Pre-qualification, as you said, Paul, is somebody just telling you over the phone what their income is, what their credit score is. Pre-approval letter is where you've done your due diligence and can verify in writing what you saw that qualifies them. That's exactly the best way to put it. In the end of the day, in this market, you need a pre-approval in order to be taken seriously and to get your offer accepted. I, I feel most uh, advisors out there will agree with us. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's common sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. It has to has to fit. It has to be. That's the, the way you have to get your offer accepted right now. So no, I, I do appreciate you the uh, the time today to let me speak about this to your audience. It's great. Paul, thanks. Always a pleasure having you on. Again, Paul Salcone, North Point Bank, 401-419-9291. First time buyers, Rhode Island Housing, FHA, commercial, veterans, um, even refinance it for, I don't think you'd be refinancing. <laughs> well, we have to find a unique situation right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but listen, Paul can help you out with any of those. 401-419-9291. Thank you so much, Paul. Great Thank you again, Emilio. We'll Thank talk you. soon. Have a great day. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. This is the Despirito Team Show. We'll be right back in a couple minutes here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, and streaming everywhere on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Stay tuned. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the program. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate. I'm excited to be here with you every week. And, uh, and I got to tell you, you know, people are, how can I put this? Be careful with the news that you ingest, okay? Because everybody seems to know everything about real estate. And I, I got to share a funny story with you, right? So for those of you that that know me, for those of you that have listened to the show before, you know that real estate is, is my career. It's, it's what I do, right? And you may know another realtor that this is their career. It's what they do. That's somebody that you should be seeking advice from if you are interested in doing anything in real estate or just looking for information, you should pick up the phone and you should call that resource, okay? Whether it's them or me, I'll give you my phone number, 401-359-2338. Now, I recently had a, a client, right, um, tell me, right, we're getting their home ready for sale and uh, wonderful, great people, right? And this happens all the time. This is not just one person. And I'm making suggestions, right, on what to do to get the home ready, to get the home ready. And all of a sudden, about a week later, I get a phone call and they say, hey, listen, yeah, no, we're not going to do any of what you suggested. And I said, well, why? It's going to impact your value. And they said, well, my landscaper told me uh, that uh, I don't have to do all of this stuff because homes are just flying off the market. 
And so that that's one example. So what I said to this person, again, amazing person, love, love, love my clients, right? You know, never share any personal information, right? But what I said to this person is I said, listen, I said, would you ever go into court with your attorney and take advice from the guy plowing outside? No, you wouldn't. You would go to your attorney and you would take advice on how to present yourself in front of the judge, on how to present yourself in front of the jury, on exactly what to say, how to say it. And that's why you're hiring somebody that's proficient in that. I want to give another example. I recently had somebody, awesome person, um, you know, they have a property, waterfront property, and uh, they're looking to sell it. And they said, hey, you know what? We got to price this thing 30% over fair market value. And I said, no, why? Where did you get that? Well, a fisherman told me to do that. A fisherman. I said, well, listen, if I want to know how to fish, if I want to know anything about boats or, or that profession, I'm 100% going to talk with that fisherman because I can't tell you anything about what type of fishing pole or what type of nets to use. I don't know anything. I could maybe go online and read a blog and pretend I know, right? But I said, no, you don't want to do that because any realtor that's worth their weight in gold knows any bit you're overpriced, especially if you're 10 or more percent overpriced, you're not reaching any buyers, you know? So moral of the story there, guys, is listen, make sure that you do your due diligence and seek out the correct professional advice. I know there's things we want to hear, but then there's what we need to hear. And you want to make sure that when you're positioning yourself to sell, that you're able to net the most amount of money possible. And there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. If you take advice that you want to hear because you feel like, oh, that, that's the right thing. I feel I want. You can't always do that. You can't always make business decisions off of emotions. And that's why you need to call on the professionals. So if any, if nothing else, I wanted to have a, a nice public service announcement because maybe this is speaking to you and maybe this is speaking to your situation. Maybe you're getting your home ready to sell and you've had a couple different people look at your property or one person and give you a price that you didn't expect you would get. And maybe it's correct, but maybe it's not. Or maybe you're looking to hire somebody just because you've heard of them or know them, but you haven't looked at a couple different real estate agencies and you haven't seen what type of service or marketing is available, I'm going to invite you to give me a call here and I'm happy to help you out. Engel & Volkers, we're a global company. we got 32 uh, countries in which we have shops, 1,100 plus locations. We are proficient in the Rhode Island real estate market. We cover Mass and Connecticut as well uh, here locally. Right. And we're going to help you. We broke some records around the state. And I'm not just a voice on radio. I'm an actual realtor here in the marketplace. And I'm going to help you. So you can do a couple of things. Number one, you can go to homevalue401.com and you can get your home value report there. It's instant. That one's estimated, but it's a good start. I can reach out to you after I see that information come in, homevalue401.com. And then we can go ahead and we'll talk about your goals. Maybe you just want some info right now. No big deal. I'm happy to do that for you. Maybe you are interested in buying or selling. We can help you out there too. It's what we do. And we'll guide you through the best way to get the most amount of money in your pocket. Okay. So you can use it either for another purchase or 
uh, just to just to have, you know, in the kitty. Right. Now, real quick, before I let you go, before we jump on our, our next segment here, I want to talk about 1031 exchanges, because there's a lot of folks here that listen to this program that have investment properties. Right. Now, it could be a rental property. It could be a, a single family, a two family, three, four family, a five unit, a 20 unit. It could be a laundry mat. It could be whatever it is. Right. But when you are looking to either, number one, increase your cash flow, build your assets or cash out and maybe put it in something that's a little bit easier to manage. Right now is a time where we have clients cashing out big on properties. We have a lot of clients that purchased properties two or, or, or years or longer ago, and they're sitting on massive amounts of equity. So what they've been able to do is they've been able to capture that equity. They do a 1031 exchange in which they can defer their tax payments. They're using this non-taxed income, okay, right now. Let's say if it's a hundred grand, right? They're taking that full hundred grand and they're able to put it down on a much larger property where they can increase their cash flow. So they can go just for example from a three-unit rental, maybe to a six-unit rental. They can double their doors and they can go ahead and increase the monthly payments that they have coming in while increasing their asset base. So it's a fantastic way to do things. Um, I'm proficient in 1031 exchanges. We do have an intermediary right here that we could refer to you as well if you have any questions. Uh, whether you're a realtor or uh, a consumer and you have questions on this, reach out to me. I'll have, I'm happy to walk you through a 1031 exchange. They are phenomenal. It's a great way to really increase your wealth. Give me a call, 401-359-2338, or you can go ahead and plug it in at homevalue 401 Dot com. Go ahead and do that today. Homevalue401.com. Thank you so much. We're going to be right back here in a couple minutes, uh, right here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, powered by Engel and Volker. Stay tuned. Now, back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is your show all about real estate. And we're here always talking about how to build wealth, how to protect yourself, and how to make sure you get the most out of real estate. So we brought on John LaPointe of LaPointe Insurance, and uh, you can go ahead and check him out at LaPointeins.com. You can go ahead and get some quotes on auto, home, and life insurance there. John's coming on today to talk about building value, okay? So we're going to talk about home improvements and insurance insights. We're going to discuss the relationship between home improvements and their effects in both property value and insurance coverage. And again, it's brought to you by John LaPointe of LaPointe Insurance. John, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Emilio. As always, yeah, great to be here. And um, yeah, like we were talking about before we came on air, kind of a timely topic and home improvements, there's obviously a lot of benefits to them. A little bit of sweat equity goes a long way. You know, even if you're, even if you're uh, paying somebody else to do home improvements for you, I know you can speak to kind of the ROI on home improvements and uh, you know, my, on my piece um, always when you're doing home improvements, good to consider the effects of how, how it impacts your insurance. You know um, it's yeah, it's important to consider that. Um, I had a question for you. What is, what are, what would you say are the most um, like best return on value, best return on investment for home improvements? If you're going to do something around your home. 
Well, John, do you remember before you were married and you were out dating, right? Do you remember, right? And, and it's a long time, but yeah, I remember just Nicole a little. Might not love <laughs> this segment, right? But like my girl wouldn't <laughs> love this segment. But listen, so when when you're out dating or even in business, right? What matters most? First well, impressions, uh, John. First, first impressions. <laughs> first impressions. You know, true. First impressions are, are super important. So, so now, John, if you pull up, right, and you're picking up a girl and you pull up and you got a hubcap that falls off your minivan and you get out and you're wearing ripped up shorts and, a, um, you know, a tank top yeah. shirt. Yeah, 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 you got an uphill, you got an uphill battle, man. Yeah. You're in the, you know, <laughs> I don't be fighting it. She might not even want to get in that car with you, bro, because, you know, it's it's first impressions matter. So when you're going to sell a home, right, you're putting this thing on the market. Right. And you got to look at it the same way. A new roof or a newer roof is huge. Curb appeal. The first thing that buyers see is the most important. And this is a rabbit hole. Okay. I'm not going to go down that whole rabbit hole right now because it would take the whole segment. But what I can tell you is this if you're in a spot where you can't afford to put a new roof on the house, okay, but you have the ability to do what John said that sweat equity, weed the garden beds. Go get some mulch, put some mulch around the garden beds, okay? Cut the lawn. Do whatever you can to make that home appeal and look as good as possible. That's your number one in return on investment. Definitely. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, you you mentioned a couple of things that on the insurance end um, can be really helpful for you. Um, there's, there's certain things that you might do to your home that you're investing in your property and it, it may be increasing the value of your property in terms of market value, right? But as far as insurance goes, like the replacement cost of your home, which we're concerned about, is really just the, the cost to build your house. And if you're, you know, making cosmetic improvements or really just taking good care of your property, it might not increase the replacement cost of your house, which means it probably isn't going to increase the cost of your insurance because you're not going to need to add any additional coverage to it. But it can save you money. Like if you put a new roof on your house, mm -hmm. tell your insurance company that a lot of companies have discounts for that. Or, you know, you might be able to have more options for different insurance companies if your uh, home has excellent curb appeal, because we've talked about it in prior segments, but every insurance underwriter nowadays is looking at like, Google street view. They're sending people to take pictures of your house. They do drive by, take pictures of the house and send it into the underwriter. And if your house looks overgrown and like it's not being taken care of, and you know, you didn't put in that little bit of extra sweat equity on it, then maybe they're going to actually just tell you, you have to do things. And they start going down this path of like nitpicking you on all little things with your property that you need to make repairs with. And so if you, have that uh, mentality ahead of time, then you might be in a position where there's like more insurance companies that can be an option for you that can have better pricing, you know? So um, that first impression really matters on the insurance end too. You know, when an underwriter first looks at a property, if it looks clean, even if there's little minor defects or like maybe a roof isn't brand new or, you know, the heating system is on the older end and things like that, that, normally maybe give an underwriter like cause for concern, they might not even get to that point because they look at the, you know, 
pictures of the house and they're like, place looks great. They take really good care of their property. You know, they maintain it well and that paints a good picture for them. So good point. that stuff can go a long way. That's a um, good point. Yeah. And what about, um, what about things if somebody was to invest some like significant money into it, like kitchen renovations, bathroom renovations, or like mm. adding square footage by finishing a basement, stuff like that. Tell me, are those things that are kind of more like wants and like if that's the house you're going to live in you want it to be your own you want it to be something that you like or can they also be something that's a return on investment on you know the value of your home yeah or does it kind of depend you know like it depends on what you go for so everything is market specific john so if you have a a multi-million dollar home right and you're ripping out the kitchen and putting in a four hundred thousand (laughs) dollar kitchen it may not increase your price by the four hundred thousand yeah because that might be your style right and the next person that walks in and says i'm ripping out this kitchen anyways like i want my kitchen right (laughs) yeah so uh so as far as uh, i'm gonna hit a couple different uh segments here with that so as far as luxury end of things, you're not really seeing a return on investment when you're ripping stuff out. I mean, if you have a waterfront property or a property in a pristine neighborhood or a great area that everybody wants to be in, you really don't have to make those kinds of improvements because the location and the structure itself is going to maintain the value. Okay. Now, if you have a, you know, your typical three bed, uh, two bath ranch home in Coventry, okay. And your kitchen is dated. You got the old cabinets in there, but yeah. they're solid wood. Listen, get a professional company, a painter to come out and paint them a newer color. If the appliances are from the 90s and on their last leg and, you know, sound like my broken down car I had when I was in college, you're going to want to go ahead and switch it out with some nice stainless steel appliances. If you spend a few grand in a kitchen like that and update it, put some granite counters on there. Yeah, and just like cosmetic stuff, right? Nothing too major. If you handle that like a home flipper, you're going to go ahead and get a nice return. Your home's going to appeal to more people. Uh, Things like that, John, have a really great return on investment. However, I want to warn you, don't go at it. And I'm talking to the homeowners. Don't go at it and pick and choose stuff that you would want in your home, contact a local real estate advisor and have them tell you what buyers today want in a home, okay? Because there's some things you might not have to do and there's other things you have to do. And I wanna give one other quick example because John, that was such a great question and it's gonna help out so many people, John, thank you. But the other thing is garage doors, right? Normally, I would say if you got a busted up, beat up garage door, that's part of the curb appeal, okay? I'm gonna go ahead and replace that and get 100% return on investment. However, there's some times where the market may have zero homes available. And if there's no inventory available, guess what you don't have to do as a homeowner? You don't have to replace that roof. You don't have to replace that garage door. You simply put it on the market, make it look the best it can, disclose it all to the buyers, price it appropriately, and you're probably going to have a bid war right now. Homevalue401.com. Check that out. Type in your uh, your home and we'll go ahead and get you a value on there. Yeah, that's super true. You know, in a market like this, it's so competitive that there's certain things that you might not. You, you might not need to do, you know, you might be thinking, ah, I got I to gotta do this. I'm trying to put my, that's like the old school way of doing it, right? It's probably people who have maybe been through 
different market cycles and, and just assume that's the case. But um, yeah, I think by reaching out to somebody like yourself, they get, get that good advice before they go down that path. Um, there are some things that, like you said, when um, these might not be like your return on investment um, improvements to the home, the kinds of things that you're doing to your home, just because you wanted it, right? You had an unfinished basement and, and you finished it and you wanted to have that extra space for yourself. Those are the areas where on the insurance end, you, you definitely want to tell your insurance company that you've done that because that is increasing the actual rebuild value of your house, right? Mm -hmm. You just added 700 square feet of living space to your home. Granted, it's below grade and you put up drywall and maybe like floating floors and, you know, painted, put did whatever you did down there, maybe put carpet out, whatever you do, your basement, you finish it. It's not going to cost you a whole lot to finish a basement, depending on how extravagant you go with it. But those are the situations where you might want to tell your insurance company like, hey, I did this because you're going to want to add that coverage to your home insurance policy. So, you know, God forbid something happens, you're getting covered for not just the replacement cost of what your house was before you did that, but the cost of what you did after that too, you know? So that's one area where it might end up costing you a little bit more on your insurance, but the main importance there is that you're getting the extra coverage for it, you know? Um, but other things like you mentioned, right. Maybe you do put a couple grand into like appliances, painting cabinets, um, you know, doing some refinishing floors or, you know, basics like that to inc in improve the appeal of the property, but you didn't really do anything major. Um, those are the, those are the areas where you're, you're not going to need to change your insurance. Like you didn't, you didn't actually change the replacement cost of your home by painting your cabinets or refinishing your floor. You made it look nicer, but like replacement cost means that if you had a fire in your kitchen, they're replacing the stuff, which means you're getting new cabinets, new floors. So you're, you're, you're already getting that value, you know, in your insurance. This is why, you know, people, when you see somebody, that had an insurance claim and needed to replace part of their house or whatever, like it almost always looks nicer than what it did before. Unless maybe it happened to True. something that was just recently completely redone. You know, in most cases though, what you're getting is, is new for somewhat used uh, home, you know? So that's, that's where uh, the replacement cost really comes in. If, you, if you're just making cosmetic improvements, you're not adding square footage or not greatly improving the quality Maybe you had like countertops that were the, the, the cheap stuff with the laminate or something and you replaced them with like brand new granite, you know, and you had just a old stainless steel sink, but you replaced it with that nice farmer sink. And you did all these other things that, you know, light fixtures and backsplash with like custom tiles. Like, okay, maybe you want to change that up with your insurance company. Make sure you got like custom grade stuff reported on your insurance policy so that if something happens to it, they're willing to pay for that. Yeah, exactly. But um, if you're just doing basic, you know, little, little improvements to make it look nicer and um, maybe not like actually improving the quality or your square footage or adding more, then you're, you're really just doing that and adding value to your home and you don't need to change anything with your insurance. In fact, depending on what your improvements are, like home systems, like, uh, you know, heating, ventilation, AC, electric, roof, plumbing, that stuff. If you're making big improvements to that, 
you, you don't need to, again, it's not going to cost you anything more on your insurance, but you might want to tell them and see if there's a discount available. You know, some companies give discounts for new roofs, new hot water tanks, new furnace, electric panels, you name it. It's worth checking because you might be, you know, saving a little bit of money just by making those home improvements that you're, you're already planning to do. Yeah. Nope. That's huge. Absolutely. You know, and um, while, while we're on the subject of what people can do to get the most out, John, I would, I would say when you're walking into a house outside, so we did the exterior, the first impressions, but when you're walking into the house, if you have hardwood floors under carpets, rip the carpets up, have somebody come out, sand and finish the hardwood floors. It's that doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost much to have somebody refinish your floors. No. We did it when we bought our house and like, it looked like it made a huge improvement. Huge, huge so, improvement. So the floors are and the paint are the first things that people see and they're relatively inexpensive. I mean, you could redo a whole home paint and floors and whatnot for under maybe eight grand, you know, a typical maybe. Yeah. And, and you might not need to do the whole home, right? Yeah. I mean, you might just sure. need to focus on a few areas where, you know, it's going to get the most attention of the person first walking in there. True. But people buy on a feeling people buy on desire, right? On a feeling. So when you can really like, you know, show yeah, like, see, you need to like see yourself there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when you can show like your home is clean, it looks turnkey. Yeah, the kitchen's a little dated for Micah counters, but look, I don't have to do much. It's clean. We got a blank slate. Let's let's do this. Buyers are going to pay a premium for that. So listen, if you have any questions at all in regards to your homeowner's insurance or you know, maybe some discounts that might be available for you for the new roof, the new electrical system, whether it's a multifamily, a single family, a business, home, auto life, whatever. Contact John over at LaPointeINS.com. He can go ahead and help you again. Uh, John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance at LaPointeINS.com or write this down, 401-499-2467. And lastly, let me tell you something. If you're a realtor or a mortgage uh, professional and you're not happy with the service that your clients are getting for, from an insurance company, I want you to try LaPointe and his team out because they're unbelievable. This is mainly what they do. They turn binders around very quickly. They're on the ball. They're going to give your clients the best rates. They are proficient in real estate. You got to give these guys a shout. LaPointeins.com. Tell John you heard it here. John, thanks for coming on today. As always, thank you, Emilio. Thanks everybody yeah. for listening. Appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Good stuff. This is the Spirito Team Real Estate Show powered by LaPointe Insurance. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with the top five events happening here in Rhode Island. Stay tuned. Be right back. Now, back to the Spirito Team Real Estate Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Emilio Spirito. This is the Spirito Team Real Estate Show. And today we have Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com jumping on with us helping us know what's happening here in our lovely ocean state, telling us about the top five events. Check it out. Check it out. riblogger.com. And Jennifer, it's all yours. Take it away. Thank you. Welcome. Um, so Americana Fest is taking place at the Pump House in Wakefield, July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, the event features 14 bands and solo artists. Um, there'll be three nights of Americana music with free hamburgers and hot dogs. And you can either pay by the day or you can pay $65 for all three days. Um, and you can learn more about that at pumphousemusicworks.com. But if you haven't been there, um, 
I mean, I say they're new, but they're actually not that new anymore, but it's a great place just for indoor and outdoor music all year long. They do a great job of supporting the local musicians. So um, it's definitely a great event to support. And I'm sure you'll see lots of local talent. Mm -hmm. um, the Wickford Arts Festival takes place July 8th and 9th in downtown Wickford from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, this year, the festival is celebrating its 60th anniversary. Uh, it features top artists from all across the country, along with New England and uh, local Rhode Island artists. Um, there's, there's amazing artwork, um, vendors, food trucks, and much more. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. It's a great family-friendly event. And more often than not, you find something lovely that you want to take home and add to your home decor. So Oh, um, sure. Yeah, I love I love that festival. We um, actually this... met. Oh, with, sorry. I'm sorry. We actually met with the folks that run the Wickford Arts Festival, and uh, and we're we're actually one of the supporters of that as well. So, you know, any of our listeners, please go down and support that. Not only are you going to have a, a great time uh, meeting some of the most talented artists in the Northeast, um, but you're also going to be um, enjoying the outdoors. And I got to tell you, North Kingstown is one of the most beautiful places in Rhode Island. Yeah, I love that whole area right there. And um, there's good restaurants there too while you're there. So you can Absolutely. eat and shop. Um, Providence Restaurant Weeks is will take place July 19th, uh, sorry, July 9th to the 22nd um, at participating restaurants in and around Providence. Um, it's two weeks of dining specials offering a wide range of breakfast, lunch, and dinner deals. Um, some places will serve up signature cocktails, specialty products, and more. Um, you can dine inside or outside, obviously, depending on where you choose. And um, But any, it's all over Providence, and you can check out more at Go Providence. And again, that's July 9th to the 22nd, so it's two full weeks to get there. This sounds great for um, anyone in the family or any age. Saturday, July 8th and 9th is the Newport Kite Festival at Brenton Point State Park from 12 to 4. Mm -hmm. um, it started in 1986 and has brought people from all over the country to see some of the most amazing kites. And the sky is just filled with like dragons, astronauts, aliens, characters, and so much more. So they're incredible to see. And of course, you know, the little kids are definitely blown away by it, but it's a good event for all ages. Yep. And last but not least, this is one of my, I, I try to do this a few times a year. Um, but the town of Westerly presents the kickoff of Tunes on the Dunes, which is Monday night jams, and Blues on the Beach, which is Wednesdays. Um, their free concert series from 6 to 8 p.m. at Old Town Beach in Westerly. Um, in the event of rain, it's inside at the Windjammer. It's Monday nights starting July 10th to August 14th and um, is the Monday night jams. And Wednesday starts July 12th to August 16th with Blues on the Beach. And we posted the entire schedule there um, right on the event. But you know, just pack a picnic, grab a cooler, grab your beach chair. It's just a great way. Um, it's nice too, because the sun's still out. So you can kind of be by the water and, you know, everybody's still swimming and having some beach fun, but listening to great music. So oh, yeah. it's a great night out. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And hey, listen, if you haven't checked out riblogger.com or if you haven't been there in a while, please go ahead and do so. So you can see all the best events happening here in Rhode Island. Jennifer, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you. Thank next you. Time. You too. You're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Great show today. I would love to thank uh, Bill George, our producer and station manager uh, over here at iHeartRadio. I'd also like to thank Paul Salcone of North Point Bank, Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com, John LaPointe of LaPointe Insurance for all of your home, auto, and life needs. And most importantly, you, our listeners, for making this the most listened to and top real estate show in the marketplace. 
I'm Emilio Desperado. Don't forget, give me a call if I can be of any help. 401-359-2338 and get your free home value report at homevalue401.com. Again, homevalue401.com. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, powered by Anglin Volkers.